Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'm back for another episode. Today, I have with me Jeff Nally. I met Jeff at the National Speakers Association Conference this summer in Denver and was really intrigued by not only what he does, but his passion and his business. So I asked him if he would take time to come on the podcast and visit with me. So, Jeff, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks. It's my pleasure, Tom. It's great to be here. So, Jeff, while we were prepping in the green room, you had a great word that I had not heard used before, which is that your work is in an adjacency to compliance. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your professional background and why that work is adjacent to compliance, but one that compliance practitioners need to hear the message of. Sure, I'd be glad to. Yeah, so my background is through the people practices profession. So 26 years in human resources, training and development, labor negotiations, the people practices, as you know, are full of compliance challenges and issues. So while I was an administrator of those and relied on other experts in compliance to help me, I also realized as my career continued that everybody needs to learn how to think differently and how to use things like neuroscience and social science to make better decisions, to spark ideas and innovation and insight in others. And so while some people think compliance is black or white, yes or no, correct or incorrect, we all know there's a lot of thinking, decision-making, and ways to innovate even inside the compliance spaces. Jeff, how did you take that professional background into your current role or one of your current roles as executive coaching? Sure. So after I'd done a lot of leadership development and executive leadership programs, I went to a large Fortune 70 healthcare company, and we started an executive coaching practice. And I developed and ran the coaching practice for nine years. You can imagine inside a large healthcare company with physicians and clinicians and others, the notion of executive coaching sounded a little fluffy and a little soft to them in terms of development. But about that time, we got neuroscientists and behavioral scientists to actually apply their research to things like coaching and how to be better as a leader and how to engage other people's brains when you're trying to influence and lead them. So I introduced the neuroscience of coaching and leadership to the corporation. And that's when executives and people who worked in finance and compliance and clinical spaces said, you know, there's probably something to this. I see what you did there. Let's try a brain-based approach to executive coaching. And that's what really sparked not only my interest, but when I saw the results of helping people spark new ideas in others and innovate using what we know about brain science, simple, useful applications, I was kind of addicted. So that's what I've been doing for the past 14 years and loving it. Jeff, many compliance professionals like myself moved into compliance from the general counsel's office, in my case, as a general counsel. So having a brain-based approach is pretty antithetical to what lawyers do generally. But I was wondering if you could use that as a segue to describe your approach to coaching. Exactly. Yeah. So when I'm coaching attorneys or compliance professionals, we're not actually coaching them around their expertise, right? I mean, you know your field really, really well. When you are working with your clients, You are trying to spark ideas, thoughts, innovation in their brains because there's not always 
a one correct single answer. There are multiple solutions. Or the context of your client, the company they work for, the culture they work in, means that a compliance issue could have several different approaches. So when I coach executives, I'm not only coaching them to be a better leader or to engage with others, but I'm teaching them how to ask thoughtful questions, reflective questions, so that their clients, and as you work with their clients, they can actually have better ideas. One is getting the client and the people you're working with to think about the future and not be focused on the current problem. One of my favorite questions is, so six months from now, when this is all resolved, what do you see happening? What are you experiencing? What are your employees, customers, clients saying? When we get our brains in the future state and we're thinking about what the end state looks like, it dampens down all the threatening or fearful responses. We're not focused on the current problem. We're actually thinking about the solution after it's occurred. And I think for compliance professionals, when you hear your client describe what success looks like, that helps you kind of work backwards to, oh, if that's the end game, then how do I help them get there? So I was really intrigued in researching you and your company. You have a lot of resources on your website. And one of the things that intrigued me was really describing how an executive should consider retaining a coach. And you you asked the executive to consider several questions. I was wondering if you could detail that for us. Sure. One of the biggest questions I get asked a lot is, how do I know if coaching is the right solution? And there are a few things you can consider when you're thinking about, is coaching what I really need or is it what's next? First of all, have you maximized all the other training, development, and leadership resources that are available to you at your fingertips inside your organization? Don't overlook what's already made available. Coaching is really for those stretch goals, the things you're having challenges with, that even with all of your intelligence, all of your experience, and all of the leadership or development resources you have available to yourself, you still can't shift this behavior. You still can't change that outcome. And so it's like going to work out and you want to really develop a new set of muscles. And you know that's going to be sore for a while, but you want a coach to help you laser focus in on improving influencing skills, working with a new team, handling a new challenge from outside the organization. Another indicator that coaching is a potential and really best solution is whatever you have done in the past that's made you successful is not necessarily the same that's going to make you successful in the future. The godfather of executive coaching, Marshall Goldsmith, in his famous book title calls it, what got you here won't get you there. And when you think about that, right, conditions change, compliance changes, the landscape changes, competitors change, and you're not a bad person. But all the things you've done in the past may not be the same things you'll need to be or do going forward to get success. That's another indicator that coaching is a really great experience to accelerate what you need to do and to meet those new challenges. Jeff, the other thing that intrigued me about your website is you listed a couple of different service offerings within the executive coaching realm. One was a one-day accelerator, and then a second was executive coaching engagement. I was wondering if you might take some time to explain what both of those are, how they differ, in contrast, or how perhaps they're complementary? Sure. So we'll talk about the executive coaching engagement first. It's my experience that most executive coaching engagements last six to nine months. 
this is not therapy. This is not going to go on for years. You are going to set some goals. And as an executive coach, I can help you get your results in six to nine months. So it's a really fast accelerator to what you want to be or do differently. Typically, that means coaching sessions about every other week and that you are having new insights, new ideas, crafting new actions during our coaching sessions. You go off and practice those or implement those between sessions and then come back and we look at what worked well, what didn't, and how do we move forward. And for most people, a typical engagement spread over that amount of time with meeting every other week, whether it's virtual or in person, tends to work. The one-day accelerator is what I have found works with really busy executives, especially where billable hours is how you live or die. And that means that we take one day to really get started with the coaching engagement. We meet, I have a place in Norton Commons, Kentucky, which is a beautiful landscape retreat area. It's actually a neighborhood that is so well constructed and so relaxing that you really do get out of your corporate head. And for 24 hours, you can actually kind of get your mindset into the following. What are the coaching goals you want to experience? We can go through whatever assessments or tools or debriefs you need to get started. We actually start coaching on the goals. So it's like taking the first four or six weeks of coaching sessions and really getting a head start and going deep and accelerating the kickoff. I find that executives really like that because then when we meet every other week for the remaining four or five months, they are really well on their way and they have taken a time to reflect and to get their brain and their mindset around the coaching experience to really get kickstarted in a very unique way. Jeff, within the compliance profession, a compliance practitioner may be called upon to at least have knowledge on a variety of corporate disciplines. Certainly in your former world of HR is a critical component of compliance, but it also could include internal audit, finance, it could include legal. There should be regular meetings with a board of directors. Can an executive coaching person or professional such as yourself help a compliance practitioner think through literally having to break down silos within an organization? Yes. And in addition to breaking down the silos, it really is all about what is the compliance professional's relationship with all of those different stakeholders. Even if they're in silos and they're separated for really good reasons, a compliance person has a very different role and a different relationship to the people who lead and run audit or the people who are going to execute and implement what the audit had. Connecting with the board is also a very different type of relationship in terms of communication, roles and responsibilities, and gathering and receiving feedback. And so I think it's really useful for compliance professionals to think about those silos as stakeholder groups. These are all of the different departments, teams, or people that I need to interact with. And in addition to the technical aspect of the work that we do together. How do I communicate with those groups differently? What are they expecting from me? And how do I actually meet the needs of all those different stakeholders in my compliance role? The knowledge and expertise that a compliance professional brings is table stakes. All those stakeholders expect and know that you will know your business. What they don't know is how will it be to work with you? What's it like to communicate with you? How will I be able to influence you as a compliance professional? And how will I be able to be influenced by you as we work together on 
decisions or projects or systems that need to be put in place. So I see those silos as stakeholders, and I see those departments or groups or individuals as relationships. Jeff, you talked about how an executive might think through what to look for in an executive coach. Let me see if I can flip that just a quarter turn Mm -hmm. or so and ask, if I'm a compliance professional and I want to avail myself of someone like you, what can I present to my management to help convince them that as a compliance professional, I need an executive coach? Right. I think one of the biggest selling points, if you will, is that you are not hiring a consultant. You are not hiring someone who knows compliance per se. You are hiring someone who knows how to ask questions and spark your thinking. My approach is to take a brain-based approach to help you think better and think differently. And so when you're sharing that your development or the next thing you need to be able to meet this big challenge in the organization or in your work, in your role is a coach, it is really different from consulting and other types of services that compliance professionals probably engage with. The second thing is that this is accelerated short term. This is a six to nine month experience where you are going to achieve the following outcomes. And I think that's what's important to talk about with your leader or the organization. Here are the one, two, or three things I am trying to be or do that I have not been able to do to the degree that I want to. And our organization and my role and my clients need this from me. And I've got to shift my thinking. I've got to shift my behaviors. I've got to create new actions to really make that kind of impact. So lay out what the outcomes and impact will be. And as a coach, that's the first thing I do with a compliance professional and her manager. What do you want to see at the end of this coaching engagement? And what needles are we trying to move? What relationships are we trying to improve? So create a business, organizational, or client outcome that you're trying to achieve. And then finally, realize that this is not something that is like a therapy. We're not going to go and unpack the past or reorganize your department, right? This is about focusing on you as the compliance professional, shifting your thinking and changing and being innovative and doing something different because you already know what's worked in the past, what needs to be new or different so you can move forward from where you are now to what you need to have done in the next six months to 12 months. Jeff, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I was wondering if anyone wanted to get more information about your services or find out more about your consulting, executive consulting, or what I'm going to call compliance coaching, how would they do so? Sure. They can contact me at Jeff at Nally Group, N-A-L-L-Y-G-R-O-U-P.com, or check out my website, nallygroup.com, and connect with me there. I have a newsletter that I send out about twice a month about brain-based approaches to being a better leader, and I'm happy to connect and talk with people about what they might use coaching for to be a better and more effective compliance professional. Jeff, as I told you, this podcast is uh, called Innovation and Compliance, and many of the people I interview have brought an innovative service or practice to the marketplace, but it really strikes me that your service makes the compliance practitioner or the executive more innovative. Would that be a fair assessment? Exactly. We're not going to do any brain probes or needles. <laughs> There'll be no surgery of your brain involved, but there are really useful, simple, science-based ways to think differently and be a better person who leads compliance and connect with your clients in different ways that sparks innovation, not only for yourself, but also in the people that you work with. And that's what we're after. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. My pleasure. Thanks, Tom. 
If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.